Buongiorno! Welcome to the Heart of Markness Podcast. I am Mark. This is episode 124. And due to popular demand for Real Real, part two of Coverdale Page in Osaka, Japan, 1993, December 22nd, I believe. Oh, I've got the notes right here. Let's be professional. Uh, I lied to you. Much dishonor. Hang my head in shame. December 21st. Sorry, guys. December 21st, Osaka Castle Hall, Osaka, Japan. The short-lived Coverdale Page partnership that, I, you know, you guys who have listened to me, it's weird to say that, but I've been around for years now, so I can get to say that. I have earned this. Um, you guys know I come out hot. It's like the 77 tour sucks, but you stupid mouth-breathing monkeys want to hear it, so here you go. And then <laughs> we get three songs in, and I'm like, you know what? That was fucking awesome. Well, I'm not saying Coverdale pages. I still am not a fan. I'm just not a fan of the David Coverdale kind of thing. That, that, that. That color of the rainbow that he refracts. Um, however, this concert is great. Jimmy's playing is great, and it's interesting. And, you know, after I did last week's, and I got lots of people saying, awesome, and more than one person saying, give me a part two, please. And uh, one of the people who said, give me a part two, please, was a patron. So you know what? You get one. Um, but the numbers were good. This this last show had done more than um, the previous Zeppelin one by a little bit. So the interest is there. Um, oh, you know what I just realized? I think I'm still harboring a bit of a grudge because David Coverdale yelled at me on Twitter like three years ago. He didn't even yell at me. See, look at that. I posted a video, just a YouTube thing, of uh, a song called Saccharin, which an un unreleased Coverdale page track, and it had been ripped from David Coverdale's website because at one point he had it available and put on YouTube. I linked to it and I posted it, and I tagged David Coverdale. And he popped back and was like, Please take that down. That's not official. That's not dot, dot, dot. And I did. I said, okay, sorry, you know. And he was like, okay, much appreciated. But it stung me. Stings me now. So I was like, that dick saying this. It's like, well, he's right. And then it's like, what the fuck were you thinking? Sending unreleased studio stuff to some guy you don't even know. Because a live thing is one thing. But unreleased studio means somebody took it. It's different. You know how I am. I don't play the studio stuff on this podcast for that reason. It's different. Um, I may at some point, but, you know, it's it's different because it's like, here's a tape that's undeniably not supposed to be out. That undeniably wasn't like Mike Millard rolled up in his wheelchair and was like to Headley Grange and was like, I'm just going to rest here for a moment, boys. Don't mind me. No, <laughs> it's somebody broke confidence 
and stole a tape, dubbed a tape, made a tape, shared a tape they weren't supposed to. Somebody did something wrong. So it has, and believe me, I will listen to studio tapes all day long and unreleased stuff and outtakes. Love it. But it's kind of the, um, in the same vein as, uh, like leaked cell phone pictures of celebrities. It's like, do you want to see her naked? Well, yeah. And it's like, oh man, she sent that to her boyfriend. That's just, or you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, but it nonetheless still has an interest. So I'm not going to, um, not gonna, I'm, I'm not going to speak any longer because now everyone's like, what the fuck does this have to do with Coverdale Page? Nothing. I'm saying that maybe some of my, uh, some of my, my, my negative feeling towards the project, um, aside from the fact that just genuinely it didn't resonate with me. I never, it never, ever did. But I just remembered that tweet and it still stings a little. It's pride. Feel that sting? That's pride fucking with you. Just my ego. Sorry, guys. Thanks for helping me work through that. That's what this podcast is, right? Help Mark Free associate until he can, like, <laughs> untangle one of the Gordian knots of his psyche. Alrighty, friends. Let's hop into it. We are going to play. I listened to these last night, and I liked them because I changed the, uh, as Joseph Campbell says, I said yes to it. Because it's like, well, if I like the if I like what Jimmy's playing and the band isn't playing, the band's good, then the fact is, do I want to hear White Snake? No. Do I want to hear Jimmy Page? Yes. All right, we'll listen to it. Okay. Hey, this isn't bad. So we're gonna just go with the opening track, Absolution Blues, off of the Coverdale Page album, and you're gonna hear some really cool ass Jimmy Page guitar work, and you'll hear David Coverdale too. There you go. I'm still petty. All right, friendos, here we go. Absolution Blues, the show opener. Now imagine you are in Osaka, Japan. You're seeing Jimmy Page for the first time. Now, I remember seeing Jimmy Page for the first time. It was a firm concert. The first one um, in 85 at the Worcester Centrum. And I hauled ass, my friend Eric and I, hauled ass from our floor seats, which were decent floor seats, all the way to the very front, there was just this moment, this pause, when there was just space in the aisles because the show was about to start. The lights went down. And we just walked right up. I said we hauled ass, but we didn't. We just strode up to the front because you could, like you had tickets. And it was like, all right, if I time this right, I will be at the very, very front, even ahead of the front row for when the show starts and the curtains part and I'll see Jimmy Page from way up close before the guy's like, your seat's not here, it's back there. And I go, oh, I'm so sorry. So Eric and I go up and um, right at that moment, they're playing, I think it's Stravinsky or something, I can't remember. Fanfare for Common Man? I don't know, I don't know. Then that's not Stravinsky, is it? Shit, I'm sorry. They're playing whatever they played uh, before they went into Closer. And Jimmy was up at the front of the stage adjusting his pedal board so he was even closer and i was even closer and i mean i saw the bottom of his shoe as he was um started you know doing the little duck walk with closer or maybe it was the effects pedal but i distinctly remember the white trousers and like the white 
loafers he was wearing, whatever, but not loafers. They look like Tom's shoes, kind of, for 1985, and I'm sure that they were very expensive. But there was that moment. Again, what's this have to do with Coverdale Page? All right, circling back to seeing Jimmy Page's foot up close. As close as I got. Uh, no, it wasn't. Outrider. All right, but that's another story. Um, imagine your first time seeing Jimmy Page. This show starts, and you hear this.
Nice. Nice. There's some good stuff in there from Mr. Page. I'm glad I gave this a listen. Again, not a fan of the singing. And I, I mean, I, I, Danny Carmasi, I do, I, he's a good drummer, but he's straight on. Like Chris Slade. Reminds me very much of, of, of the Chris Slade dynamic that he had with Jimmy. Uh, there's not much to dance around with Bonzo. Bonzo was very responsive of what Jimmy was playing and very responsive to the mood of the song, but also he had some swang. Danny Carmasi, um, great rock drummer, but more just a straight cock rock drummer in a way. White Snake drummer. I mean, good for that. I guess that's what it is. There's no, there's, there's not soul. There's always some soul. There's always a little bit of soul in Zeppelin. This? All right. I got to grade it on its own merits, on its own category. I liked it. I don't even really, I just kind of tune out the lyrics just because I pay attention to Jimmy. It's a good riff. Typical Jimmy Page riff. Something Bonzo and uh, Jonesy could have done some work with, huh? And some good start-stop stuff. I mean, it was it's Jimmy Page. It makes me happy. If you play it on a B-Bender Telecaster and run it through a chorus and a flanger, it could have been um, a firm song. It could have been a funkier, better, closer. I like it. And that's not a dig. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's like a Jimmy Page song because Jimmy Page wrote it and is playing it. That's what I mean by that. All right, friendos, what shall we listen to next? What did I queue up last night when I listened to this? Uh-oh. Slide it in. Old school White Snake song from uh, right before, right before the Tawny Katane and and the Fabio shirts and stuff. More when it was still coming out of Deep Purple when it was still a a a, a blues had a bluesier bent before it went full hair metal. Slide it in, nice with Jimmy Page, fun song. You could tell it's a, an early '80s song, and I like it. In fact, it reminds me a little bit of, just realizing this now, of um, Hypnotizing Ways, Oh Mama, on the Death Wish 2 soundtrack, which came out around the same time as Slide It In, I think. I think maybe a little earlier. But um, a good rocker. So here we go. And this is uh, the song that immediately followed the one we just heard. So here we are. What was it called again? Slide It In. There we go.
Let's get crazy. That was cool. There's a lot more interplay between the drummer and Jimmy, Danny Carmassi, and Guy Pratt on bass. There's good stuff going on there. That was tight. That was tight. I would love to hear that backing section for Page and Plant over um, Michael Lee. Over Michael Lee? Maybe. No. Definitely over Charlie Jones, though. Um, Yeah, that was good. That was really good. And Guy Pratt on bass has uh, paid... Both of these guys have played with everybody. Danny Carmarcy played on a million Heart albums from like 1980 up until they stopped making Heart albums, I think. Not consistently, but uh, Guy Pratt, he uh, Pink Floyd's bass player after after all the ruckus on uh, on Momentary Lapse of Reason and Division Bell. In fact, Division Bell would have been his next project after this, since Division Bell was 94, and this is the end of you know December 93. So that's interesting. Danny Carmarcy, of course, was in Montrose as well. And um, a million, a million bands, a million bands. He's like a go-to drummer. Um, So it's a solid rhythm section and I like it. So I think I amend. uh, But what I guess I didn't like about Absolution Blues was that it was just straight with no funk and syncopation. But that's how they intended it as a rocker. That wasn't like, this is how I play drums. It's like, this is how they're playing this song. All right, duly noted. What else do we have for you, friends? What is track four? Really? All right, over now. I must have liked it last night. And now, oh, once again, if you didn't listen to last week's, um, this show is up on the Heart of Markness now. This show and also the night before, December 20th. Same set list, same kind of recording. Um, So two shows for the price of one, and the price is nothing. So right there you go. And the set list is Absolution Blues, Slide It In, Rock and Roll, Over Now, Cashmere, Pride and Joy, Take a Look at Yourself, Take a Look at Yourself, Take Me for a Little While, In My Time of Dying, Here I Go Again, White Summer, Black Mountainside, Don't Leave Me This Way, Shake on My Tree, Still of the Night, Out on the Tiles with Black Dog, Closing Out with the Ocean, Going Into Feeling Hot. So if you like this, there's not a lot of it out there, and it's definitely it's definitely a project that died on the vine. I, I, feel, I feel bad for, for Mr. Coverdale, because, he, I mean... They put a lot into it. They really liked it. And then it, it seems like from, from the stories I've read and the interviews I've read from people, basically he was having a hard time getting committed. Like they were the managers working things together, Bill Kerbishley and whoever managed uh, Coverdale, um, were initially working out the things for the tour and and it just wasn't happening. So David finally contacted Jimmy and got these uh, this little short Japanese tour. And then that was it. You know, uh, shortly thereafter, earlier in 93, I think October or November of 93, the month before this, Jimmy met with Robert Plant in Boston 
after the Fate of Nations show at the Orpheum that I attended, um, and they talked about and did worked out the uh, unleaded thing. So that's what that started. So I think, you know, trading up, right? You can get back to you can get back to Maryland so you don't need to go out with Anna Nicole anymore. Oof. I like that. Stand by it. Alright, friends, over now, which I think is also off of Coverdale Page. December twenty first, nineteen ninety three. Thank God, thank God. It is not over now. It's track four of disc two, which is Shake a My Tree, a song which was done on the Page Plant Tour. It's done better here. Enjoy.
I'm going to shut the fuck up because that was awesome. Man, I really appreciate hearing that theremin workout and Guy Pratt in the background doing some stuff, keeping it interesting, not just thumbing the bottom, the you know, the not doing like the Michael Anthony and Van Halen kind of bass. Playing, and but not overshadowing. It's interesting. I enjoyed that a lot. Holy shit. All righty. We've got one more. One more, which means it's time for the spiel, which I'm prepared for, but I'll do it from memory because I've done it 125 times, plus all the bonus episodes, so like 240. Alrighty, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under the Gnome de Plume, Heart of Markness, that's me. Uh, the Facebook group is cool, you are welcome to and invited to join it, it's a bunch of people, about 150 folks modest size um, who like classic rock, like the podcast and love Led Zeppelin. Great place to hang out, meet people, talk shit, split hairs, you know, but be nice. Everybody. And that's the thing. Everybody there is nice. I don't want no assholes there except for the one for whom it is named myself. Oh, what else we got? My website. Yes, my website, heartofmarkness.com. That's where you find all this great music. Like I said earlier, that's where I put the complete shows that I cover. So you can get the whole damn thing for free if you want it. For free? That's crazy. Nah, that's how it works. That's how this music trading thing works, these live things. They're free. Recorded for free. Distributed for free. You don't have to buy bootlegs. Bootlegs are these tapes, who which are then you know, manufactured and sold, but it's free, man. You can find it. So hardermarkness.com. That's where I've got my stuff. Speaking of free, if you like what I do and you like how I do it and you're of a mind and have the means to do so, consider becoming a patron. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash heart of or just click the Patreon button modestly and respectfully placed in the upper left-hand corner of heartofmarkness.com. In addition to the fabulous perks of being a patron, you will get your name read as being one of the titans upon whose shoulders rests this mighty podcast every week. Like now, so a laurel and hearty handshake go to Philip Picard. Johan. Whoops, Knegarn. Sorry, I gave away. They know you're Batman, Bruce. Jeff. Chris. Michael, Rob, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, I have to scroll, Tracy, David, Mark, other David. Oh, we don't have other Davids anymore. Just David. Bonzo, Billy, and of course, Mimo. Mimo is one of the people who, I think, asked for a part two. So you got it, man. And you know what? I have still have the rehearsals that um, I'll do again since this is popular and it's kind of fun to listen to. I just don't listen to the singer. It's not like, he, and again, let me clarify, he, it, he's not bad. It's just, I don't like his lyrics. I don't just, it just, he doesn't do it for me. It's um, the way some people feel about Rush. It's the way some people feel about Zeppelin. It's like, I just can't, that fucking voice, man. No, 
That's what it is. It's not bad. It's just not for me. Like some people don't like cilantro. David Coverdale's kind of my cilantro. My cilantro. What do we got? What do we got? Ah, yeah. We're finishing up with one more. Here it is. The most surreal performance. Jimmy Page playing Still of the Night. Still of the Night, the White Snake song that had in the video the guitarist playing with violin bows like Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin, who is playing on Still of the Night by White Snake. It's the Ouroboros. It's the snake eating its own tail. And it is it's really good. It's really good. It's really fun. And I hope you enjoy it. Here we go.
there you have it that was good it's weird hearing jimmy play that but man he was tight i think he was tighter and and even more fluid than uh the 95 tour to me i don't know that's good stuff i really like that that was interesting very interesting there will be more coverdale page even though there's not a lot more coverdale page out there um, and there's no deviation in the set list over like the seven or nine dates they played. So one show is pretty much like another, I think. But I do have warm-ups. Ugh. I'll probably do them. All right. I thank you for listening. I will be back, hopefully maybe this weekend, with a uh, bonus episode, classic rock episode. Not necessarily Zeppelin-related usually something else. And if I'm not, then I will absolutely, unless I'm dead, be back next Thursday with another Led Zeppelin-related Heart of Markness. Hey, and if you want to hear a specific show or you think I should feature a specific show that I haven't done before, let me know. Uh, at any of the venues and, and, and avenues that I uh, mentioned earlier, the website, Twitter, etc., or mark at heartofdarkness.com, or Facebook, find me. All right, I'm going to go make some dinner. Be good to yourselves and each other.